Welcome to the Rockpile Talk by the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. Uh, it's me, Zach, otherwise known as username Zach17, and two other guys who are trying to focus. What's up, other guys who are trying to focus? It's me, John, J Foster15. <laughs> and I'm Jason, JSA17. Zach is. It. It's me. Commenting on the fact that we're trying to focus because it's. The Rockies are actually currently playing a tie ball game, but this is like the only time that we could all sit down together and. It's four all on podcast. a Monday. Yeah, we've had about and that's three all because we had about three different. Times we're going to take out. at least a minute and a half and discuss the fact that Oberg was left in in the what? seventh inning of this game. Yeah, so made uh, our need for a nice lefty bullpen arm really apparent there. With the trade yeah, that's deadline about did. twenty hours away from now, twenty hours away. It sounds like Bryce Harper is available. So that maybe, could he throw left-handed? I know he can bat and throw left-handed. Well, he can pitch. do everything. Can he pitch he? left-handed? <laughs> there, he um, can be our new left fielder. Yes. Uh, well, among, we could use a couple more outfielders. Yeah, we um, only have we only have four rostered now. Do you want to just jump to the roster stuff, or you want to jump to the streak? Let's jump. Let's jump to the how good we've been doing until this very moment. Because as soon as we start <laughs> discussing how good we've been doing, the Rockies are going to lose this game. No, they're not going. So lose. on our on a, not our last podcast, I don't. It might actually be our last podcast. I uh, had talked about that if the Rockies went on like an eleven and three and three run or a twelve mm. and four run, like that was it's early. Really it was early them. July, and you said we have to do this. Yeah, so I think it was it was two podcasts ago, and then last podcast they were kind of in the middle of a run like that, and now they're still in the middle of a run like that because they're nineteen and five over wow. the last twenty four games, and I think eighteen and five since Nolan commented that he was tired of losing. Um, so the Rockies have, I mean, they're the hottest team in baseball, and, it's, and, and after they shut down the A's, I think they. You know, really argue that any other team is harder than the Rockies are right now, and there's another Cardinals there. Man. Ooh, he got the out, though. Wow. <laughs> you know, I know, if, but, like... If you look at the uh, last 30 days, it's the Red Sox are 23-7 and seven in their last 30. We're 21-9, and nine, and so are the A's, which means we gave the A's three of their nine losses. <laughs> right. And it's... Hell yes. It was, um, you know, in April and May, the Rockies played a lot of, you know, low-scoring games that everybody talked about, like, you know, the old, the old meme of you just know the team's going to hit and everything like that. And Which we made fun of because we didn't think they were going to hit. Well, then in June they hit, <laughs> and, their, and their bullpen and their pitching fell apart, and so it didn't really matter that they started hitting. Uh-huh. And now we're back to winning these. I mean, the, the Rockies only scored 10 runs in that three-game series against the A's, but they, right, only, allowed four run, they only allowed four runs, so it didn't, you know, it didn't matter. They're back to these low-scoring games, and it it's really starting to look like after what they did in April and May compared to June and what they're doing in July that the secret for success this year is low-scoring baseball it, games. Well, the last, it's been crazy. Yeah, the last 30 days, yeah. we lead baseball at ERA minus, which is a park-adjusted ERA stat. So when, I mean... And then our July starters, I think, was like 1.71. Yeah. 1.71, which is... is a full run lower for a it's, month than our starting pitching had ever posted. It's unbelievable to think that in July, the Colorado Rockies starters not only have a good, like not only are they pitching late in the games, but they have a good ERA. And that's the, the big thing for me is um, we're getting six innings from our starters every time. And like I am kind of confident in our bullpen um, with the exception of Brian Shaw. Mm-hmm. But Broberg has been around, and Otto is good, and now we have O, and 
Wade Davis is there who can pitch well. And um, But when you have, I mean, we're getting guys getting into the eighth inning on a really consistent basis. I mean, how many days in a row did the Rockies starting pitcher get a standing ovation when he left the mound? Which is also great to see the Rockies fans are actually like paying attention enough to appreciate the game. And also, yeah. I appreciate the uh, our local media trouncing the wave. Jenny Kavnar being first among them. Thank you. Right, Jenny Kavnar called it a buzzkill. Um, yeah. there were some she comments went. by Kyle Freeland to Rockspile. We've said the Freeland. Yeah, yeah, there were some there were some free, some Kyle Freeland comments to Rockspile about him not liking it. The Rockies tweeted, "Leave the wave oh. at home." And nope. they kind of they kind of hedged their bets on that a little bit. Um, just yeah, Julian kind of backed up a little bit. They did backtrack well, like, a little he, bit. Like you gotta like get a little bit of both. I mean, at least he's saying that you should have the conversation about you know if the Rockies person doesn't like it, I gotta stand up for the Rockies persons. Or do it like the wave. The, I get that the wave is fun for kids and families and stuff like that. It's just that our fans this year are choosing the worst times to do it. Yeah, like um, eighth inning, middle of a rally for the team. That's not the right time. Right. Or in <laughs> well, the ninth inning, in the ninth helping. inning on Fourth of July, they were doing the wave in a yeah. one-run ball game, and that's where. I, it, I mean, I've stood up and I've told people like we statistically do worse when the wave is <laughs> happening every like, time. There's every time. Um, yeah, that Arizona but, so it was just superstition, but the pitchers don't like it. Nineteen to two, it's, do it, the wave. It's that bittersweet part of. Coors having 40,000 people every night right. is when there but are 20,000 uh, people the wave doesn't happen but they're, the place is fired up and when there are 40 the wave does happen but I think, the, I think it gets the players fired up a little more Yeah I would right. like Rockies fans to notice in St. Louis are you going to see any waves in St. Louis? No and that place is going to have 40 grand 40,000 people every time all four games. Salad eaters they're and too they're busy gonna, their salads. Yeah they're not going to do the wave <laughs> What are the salads? Um but it is, I mean, it, it, like the fans are into it. I, I went to um, the game, John Gray's first start back when he got into mm. the eighth inning and he got a huge standing ovation. I think the starter uh, the next night got a standing ovation or the next day rather got a standing, starting ovation. I think both starters in the Houston series got standing ovations because even that Houston, that Houston game we lost eight it to one or whatever game. it was because they scored seven runs in the 10th inning. It wasn't, and it wasn't on the starter. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Marquez got a standing O this previous Sunday, and Anderson got one on, or not Anderson, um, Kafri got one on Saturday, and they're just you like... You know what's crazy? They're all getting them. It's awesome. They're all getting them. You know what's crazy about that game you were talking about, that bullpen game where we gave up six runs of that to the Astros? Even with that, in the last 30 games, um, besides the whole Oberg thing that just happened, the Rockies <laughs> actually led the league the last 30 games in ERA in, in their bullpen. Two point seven, oh, no, that was starters, I'm sorry. The starters were 2.77 ERA. That's crazy. That is. And that's it's unheard of for the Rockies, not because the Rockies have had bad pitchers, just your ERA is going to be higher at Coors Field. So they're just, it's leading an ERA for a month isn't something the Rockies do because it's not even something you ex- would ever expect them to do or, like, you're not going to knock them yeah. for not leading the league in ERA at any point. It's a really right. surprising thing for them to be able to do it. And then the bullpen actually is a ten, is tenth in ERA, but like in the entire like, you I would never think that the Rockies would be top ten bullpen. Ever, 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 and you, and you're almost fi- and you're almost fine with it if they aren't just because of where the they pitch. But I mean, yeah, um, it's like all our starter needs to do is go six innings nowadays because. O, Oberg, Otto, Wade, 
that's four guys right there to handle the last three innings. And you feel good with so, all four of those guys tonight not pen, not withstanding. Yeah. Well, that was just Oberg need to be pulled. And, you know, I, to, to, to defend Oberg on that, coming into a bases loaded, no out situation, that he allowed those three runs, but that's tough. Mm-hmm. It sure is tough, but you had Matt Carpenter, and you had other options. And That's Marp, just my thought. Marp has just been on fire. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you, um, just, you can't pitch around him, though, because he's, the bases are loaded. That's just a, that's a right. tough situation for Scott Over. It's hard. But let's talk about the other O. We, uh, we have acquired Seung Hwan O. Final boss. And he just uh, final boss somebody in this game. Uh, De Young, De Jong. I don't know how you say his name. De Young. If you're on your team, you should Paul, know him. Paul De Young. Paul De Jong. <laughs> Paul De Young got killed by the O. O has. I mean, the final boss might be the best nickname in baseball. It is the best, right? <laughs> um, we're pretty confident in him. You wanted to talk about his ERA minus for a second, John. Uh, sure. I certainly can, even though I wasn't prepared for it. So, oh, it was no, just it was setting, you said when they were talking earlier this week about how yeah um, it was surprising how good Sun Juano's ERA minus had been and how and then the media had been talking about how he just had a completely different year his K percentage went way back up I think it was like a twenty percent now he's back to twenty nine he should be at thirty four percent or something yeah his rookie quote unquote rookie at like thirty three years old with the Cardinals in two thousand sixteen. He had a 33% K rate, a 47 ERA minus. Last year, he just struggled all around uh, 20.5% K rate with a 97 ERA minus. So still above average, um, but his K rate was way down. It's up to 28.4%. And with that DeJong strikeout, that's probably 28.5 now. Um, he's had a 61 ERA minus, which is 39% better than league average. So that is exactly what we need another guy that can come in generate strikeouts yeah the only bugaboo he has is he is someone who does give up uh fly balls at about a 51 percent clip so we saw in that oakland game all all three outs were fly ball outs granted one of them was an infield fly so you don't really worry about it one of them was a great play by chuck and the other one was right to cargo yeah so it wasn't a perfect inning but yeah no runs. I don't care how you get no runs. Just get no runs for me. Holy cow, that's a big uh, <laughs> There's a huge fighter walking across our basement floor. Uh, yeah, Purple, Purple Dino was talking about how that's our, our new strategy. You just you just get the strikeout guys in your bullpen, and yeah. we've got a lot of them now. That's what. So yeah. he just he just allowed a hit to Jerko, but um, previously he struck a guy out, and then he actually got a, induced a soft liner by Ozuna that was caught by. And Ozuna promptly snapped his bat over his knee. So Ozuna is having a very frustrating night because Para has robbed him twice. Man, him and that that little him and Para thing is a fun little thing right there. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, on the O front, too, he. he, I mean, if. if, On the O line? If he does anything like what he was doing in Toronto or that first year that he was in. St. Louis. I mean, like, that's a heck of a pickup for the Rockies. And I know that I think that that I mean the biggest downside to him obviously is that he's a righty and you probably need a lefty. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, it certainly makes me more confident in a bullpen that I was already fairly confident in. 
Yeah, I mean, we're rostering eight guys right now in a bullpen, and we're only using about four or five of them. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's When's the last time um, Yancy pitched, even? Sometime last week, not over the weekend. Um, and I'm not sure in the Houston series either. And, I mean, with the starters going so well, I mean, you don't need to use them. Yeah. It, uh, it was the— Like, Shaw had five innings pitched in July, and that was it. Yeah, and when we optioned Sam Howard down the other day, 4-0, I had completely forgotten mm-hmm. Sam Howard was even on the 25-man because I hadn't seen him. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. When they made the roster announcement, I kind of went, wait, like, oh. Wait, <laughs> like, no pun intended so, there. <laughs> let's, let's talk roster stuff. Um, sad to see Cuevas go. But it was time. It was it was time. He did a really good job, and maybe we'll come back in September. What I'm kind of hoping for, which is just me, is that you keep McMahon up, and you just rotate him from first to second, and then just now that it's going to be August, and you have four guys over thirty, just rest one of them. You know, you got Chuck, Cargo, Desmond, and Para, and that's all our outfielders right now. Correct. Because we don't have Cuevas, we don't have Dahl, we don't have Tapia. Yep, it's just those three, and then Desmond can be considered an outfielder. Right. And if we just rotate those out, that would mean we wouldn't have to carry that extra outfielder spot. Or we could maybe not carry three catchers. That w- yeah, we still don't We still don't need three catchers. <laughs> and the, the unfortunate thing there is that, I mean, just this is based on the eye test. I don't have a stat in front of me to back it up. But I just every time I watch Ianetta, I have no confidence guy like i almost i almost like walters better solely because of his defense now obviously in it is never gonna go down before walters would but and the grit it's just a funky thing that yeah i mean it just doesn't there's not a whole lot to this to really truthfully explain why we're carrying three catchers yeah i, I certainly wouldn't be upset if i decided to retire after this year and still got those gears. Yeah, I mean, how, 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 I guess I don't even know how old I am it is. He's in his 30s. 35. He's in his 30s. Yeah. And, um, and I would like to, I, ideally, he would retire after the year and stay on as some sort of advisor or catcher's coach or something of that sort. We're still in the organization. We're still paying him money. So he's right. not just losing sure. out on money. But And so that way he can't join the Diamondbacks and hurt us or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, because... So, uh, well, if you if you look at those stats with Ionetta, like he's certainly hitting better than Tony is, but Tony actually has better base running stats. But the big thing that is there is Tony that three bags. Walter's defense is so much better. So as far as F four goes, Tom Murphy is leading all three of them in F four, which is significant because Murphy's only played in twenty five games. <laughs> um, Ionetta has played in sixty six, and Walters has played in forty seven, and the the gap between. Ionet and Walters is within the margin of error, and that's with Walters being a really poor hitter. So it's like Ionet and, and Walters are almost interchangeable, even though you have no confidence really in Walters' bat because Walters is so good behind the plate. The Braves just traded for Adam yeah. Duvall from the Reds, who I wanted really badly. I wanted Adam Duvall. Did we talk yeah, about Adam Duvall? The, yeah, he's with the Braves now. Talk about a team you wouldn't have thought would be buyers at the deadline. Good for them. The brave eh, making trades. Whatever. Duval's got like an 80, the 83 credit plus, so have fun with that, Atlanta. We didn't want him anyway. <laughs> we just wanted so like, that one home run, which yeah. we might get from a certain right-hander who's coming back. The hamster? Right. 
No, Matt, the holiday, man. Matt holiday resigning. Um, Isn't it just s- nice to see him we in do, that we green jumpsuit hat? But it's just, it yeah, was when, nice to see it. He, when he, he was, was wearing smiling that, so much. When he was wearing that Rocky shirt in that interview he gave yesterday, just seeing him wearing that Rocky shirt was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And, you know, he had a He's decent... Happy about it. He had a decent year last year for the Yankees. 19 homers, right? Yeah. Based on um, OPS Plus, there would only be four players on our roster that this year that are posting a better OPS Plus than Matt Holiday did last what? year. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, Story, Chuck, um, Nolan, obviously, and then... Cargo. It is cargo. Yeah, it's cargo. Gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. Who cargo has a you know a WRC plus over a, an and OPS plus over a hundred now, yeah. which is awesome. But I mean, if that you worked if you, out really well for for Jason for, and the Rockies so far. <laughs> yeah. If you if you base it just on that one number, which I know isn't all encompassing, but Matt Holiday would, based on what he did last year, would be our fifth best hitter this year. And I think Drew and um, Spilly were talking about it earlier that. Even though Holiday is an older guy, he's kept himself in just amazing shape. So it's not, not right. too worried about him breaking down right now. And even if he's a September forty-man roster guy who he helps you never yet or never like never even picks up a bat, but is in that dugout, like I it wouldn't surprise me. He can be two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Jason Giambi. He yeah, comes up and he pinch hits in the eighth or ninth inning, and then he goes down and he teaches some young guys about how to hit. And Giambi well, right was, such a, t- was such a big thing with that, too, to the point that, um, you know, after, remember, Giambi was retiring, a lot of Rockies fans wanted Giambi to be the manager. He interviewed for the job. He made a huge Yeah, because impact. of what an impact he had with, with the off-the-field stuff. It was him versus Walt Weiss for that job, and I, and I think a lot of us thought that was a weird choice for Walt Weiss, but, and it ended up going how it went, obviously, so... I think he just had too much personality. That's the problem. Rocky's Rocky's <laughs> managers can't have too much personality. Right. Giambi can't overshadow the Dick Mumford and Jeff Fridays of the world. We can't have the right. rally thong as a part of his pregame <laughs> introductions. Everybody wear rally thongs for a week. <laughs> and I mean, I mean the wall, if Bridge the wall is going to be the GM, well, the Walt Weiss thing was like just he, that like he had only ever managed a high school baseball team. That was Walt Weiss's experience. And granted, Giambi didn't really have any more experience than that but yeah Weiss just it was a weird if there's a if there's a knock on the on the Rockies organization that you could also apply to Matt Holiday it's that they have way too much nostalgia sometimes for certain things so Walt Weiss interviewing for that job was like oh look our shortstop from the mid 90s he wants the job we should give it to him yeah he's coaching about 10 minutes down the road (laughs) yeah he's bored what are you what is he doing I don't know about Walt um so Hampson just got on and Trevor Story um, is pinch And there are not, yeah, there are not enough uh, plate appearances in the majors to really say much about Hampson. Uh, I can say he's super fast, and we've seen that already. But he doesn't have a stolen base yet in 2018. Because Bud has not run him yet. And it's <laughs> when earlier in the game when Anderson was bunting, I wanted him to just take a pitch and let Hampson go and see if you can get him to right. third rather than getting him to second. Which is a little surprising, too, that, that Black hasn't run him because we saw in spring training just how aggressive the Rockies were willing to it's be quick. with their base runners. And they I mean, they were running constantly. And a guy like Hampson is perfect for that. He does have a huge lead off of first right now. but I mean, well, that makes a lot of sense. Level. Let's wait two months. Two months? 
How about we wait? And, uh, yeah, anything that makes sense, now. we have to wait two months. You know, like batting DJ first took two months. You know, well, moving Desmond around. Our our whole our whole minor league thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed yet, but like our double A in both our A's and our rookie ball and short season with Boise, all those teams just run constantly. Sam Hilliard has almost 20 stolen bases this year. Corey Spangenberg, who we, or Chad Spangenberg who we just traded to Toronto, is like 240 pounds, and he had 19 stolen bases. Like, we just run constantly in the minors, and we don't run up here. I wish I had to a dollar. Fair, tonight, it is, it is Yachty. I'm not worried about Yachty. He's old. Yeah, but he's still Yachty. He's old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of downhill. I, I wish I had a dollar for every podcast I've listened to now, including to ours, that is accidentally called Chad Spanberg, Corey Spangenberger. Yeah. It's like every single one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to just... <laughs> and they're just such similar names. But, I mean, they are. They're, you're right that at every level they're running all over the place, and it seemed like they were going to do that this year. And um, I, I don't think so far that the Rockies... It's basically just story who is so fast as well. But it's silly that it's only story because we have, I mean, when Tapia's up, we have speed with Tapia. We have speed with mm-hmm. Desmond, but he doesn't know how to, I, I'm not sure that he actually knows he how to slide. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, yeah, Hampson has speed. So I, I don't know why they don't run. But I guess they, the Rockies are 14th in stolen bases this year. Feels like with they should be It does right. feel like they should be it's better. And especially... Well, especially when you see some of the teams that are ahead of them because, like, the White Sox aren't fast and they have 76 stolen bases. The Indians aren't really a fast team outside of Lindor. They have 80. So, I don't know. I think it's the It's weird because I, I, I look at the outfield and I'm like, I wouldn't feel confident in any of my outfielders stealing. None of them? Yeah, you, you, not as fast as you speak. Cargo's not as fast as I feel as like I'd be okay Cargo's with Carlos doing it in sneaky times. Delayed. Not He's great at delayed. Let, Letting letting cargo decide when to steal. I would never put a red light on him, but I would just I would never put a green light either. I would just say, if you feel comfortable, go. If there's mm-hmm. a player I'd be confident in deking out the opponent too, it's cargo. Yeah, right. So he's so sneaky sometimes. He just starts smiling at the pitcher, like, wait, what are you smiling at? <laughs> and he's gone. Or you just get lost we re- in that dreamy smile. Right. That's what, what we really saying. need is what we really need is more bunts. Because no more bunts. I, I don't, know no you know, I don't want to see so another bunt the rest of the year. I don't want to see another after that Tapia debacle two nights in a row. I don't want to see one the rest of that year. With three so, bunts in an inning. Apparently, that second bunt that Tapia laid down was his decision to do so. And that's um, why he's in AAA now. No, right. And but, so somebody, well, because somebody, somebody did mention they had on to find the subreddit, like, like, like Tapia had Tapia did well, but he also did have some big mental errors like for example when he scored on that weird sacrifice fight of the third baseman <laughs> Tapia should have been home anyway like he shouldn't have been standing at third he should have scored on that previous ball but he misread it and he had that weird one with playing a bunt in that situation and it yeah. didn't end up hurting them because you went from Tom Murphy standing at first to Rymel Tapia standing at first which and yeah. you, I mean, you gave up the out for it but it's it's like wasn't the, that wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was a bad bunt decision. Like he had mental errors while he was up here, so he did well, but he's still just kind of a young, like he's flying by the seat of his pants. Super snapper works so well. Yeah, that's... It, it's frustrating because I mean, after this year, like I'm really confused what to do with Cargo after this year now. I 
So if you look at, so Parr's a free agent after the year, Carter's a free agent after the year, and DJ's a free agent after the year, which of the three would you be more comfortable bringing back? And for me, it'd be Cargo at this point. Cargo's killing it. Absolutely killing it. And so I I was talking, my um, girlfriend always talks about, she likes Cargo a lot, and she always has mentioned that Cargo is a kind of a slow starter. He really kind of takes time to get in gear. And then when he does, like, Cargo is just so much fun. And Cargo was never, I don't want to say he was ever terrible this year, but he certainly had a had a rough start to the season. And now, yeah. like, he's got it in gear, and he's he's Cargo again. He's, yeah, it's a blast. It's hard for me to imagine the Rockies clubhouse without Cargo sometimes. And yeah. that was one of the reasons we gave it, brought him back, and now he's actually a decent baseball player. Yeah, thanks, GM Nolan. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, um, so, Hampson, uh, McMahon's up right now. Hampson just a second, by the way. Did you guys see yep. that uh, McMahon liked a tweet that Thomas Harding said that Hampson had surpassed McMahon on the organizational depth chart? Salty. Yeah, that was a little, a little weird. I mean, it, it's like and there's go, there's got, there's got to be something there. It can go one of right. two ways. He can use it as motivation or he can uh, have an attitude issue, which was one of the knocks mm-hmm. on Jordan Patterson last season when he didn't make the big league club was that he had an attitude issue. So, the Rymac thing has been bizarre, though. Like, the way that they've used Rymac and no kind sense. of, like, set him up to fail almost has been really bizarre. Yeah, it's nice that he's I gotten just... two straight starts. Because... Mm-hmm. You, if you're going to give a guy you're going to waste service time on him and Hampson you might as well play him right. we're, we're going to lose a year of control on both of them now at this point right. you might as well play him but now DJ is going to come back any day now and something's got to give and it's not going to be Valeka because he's got some dirt on Bud Black apparently <laughs> would you guys be upset if you saw a lineup that had Ryan McMahon starting in left field uh, I don't know anything about I'd be confused I don't either but I'd be, be very upset. confused I'd be confused but I'd be excited right a way to get him at bats yeah I just want to switch between first and second but that means you're taking away DJ's glove at second but I mean because I'm just could. I'm just worried about all these people who have had injuries who are over 30 and it's August and I'd rather just give everybody as much rest as possible yeah, I'm curious with DJ too because he seems to be um, like reigniting an existing injury over and over and over. Exactly, so, which is like why it'd be nice to just to just platoon DJ and Rymac and Desmond and Rymac and just have Desmond to start with Tara. I mean, you could do a lot with matchups where you can have. I mean, Desmond and left, Rymac at first. Uh, Hampson at second, giving DJ a day off. Then you can put DJ at second, uh, Rymac at first, Para in left. And then... If we use Desmond in the outfield, we have so many options. But you know we're going to bring up like another outfielder. And I would rather have another bullpen arm for some reason. I think we we don't ever use them anymore. I mean, I know right? it's not going like, to be like that. See, Otto's up. See, why is Otto up now? Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it's a tie game in the ninth. You want to keep it tied, but at the same time, like, you aren't going to... 
We're all like, complex. who else is he going to put in? Like, nobody else is ready. I mean, you can't trust Russ, and you can't do Yancy. You can't. Oberg's already gone. You definitely can't put Shaw in. We already did O. When Story walked off the Mariners, there were a fair amount of Mariners fans that were mad that they didn't put their closer in. To yeah, there were. Keep it tight in the ninth, which I kind of get because, like, if you don't, if you don't get to the tenth inning, you can't win the game, no matter what. Like, you need to. Yeah. Your best pitcher should be getting you into those extra innings, and I, I guess. So, so you have to pitch Otto in the ninth, but then if you don't get the lead in the tenth, Otto goes another one or. Pitched a lot. I don't know if I won yeah. two innings. And I think he's only gone. He's only gone more than one inning a couple of times this year, and I don't think either one of those times. Left. It was recently. Yeah. It was the last week he went two. I thought. I thought it went well. Yeah. There was a time. There was a time um, that he got it. He got a little further into a game, and it was like uh, right. He needs to be done. <laughs> I mean, if we do make the playoffs, there's going to be times when Otto is going to need to go two innings. There's going to be times when Wade Davis is going to need to go an inning and two thirds. Going to be times we're going to need Olberg for two innings, you know. I, I, guess I still think can, we need more pitching, and we could sacrifice a catcher for it. I mean, the trade deadline's tomorrow. We could. I, I really, I really think we need a left-handed reliever that we can trust. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, McGee. Shh. McGee's reverse splits this year, right? Yeah. Am I right? I'm probably right. I know that. Is, are you um, saying that he's good against rights, and that's why you're right? Right. Because reverse, right. Right, right. I know that the Rockies front office, this current iteration of the Rockies front office, has been pretty notoriously, notoriously tight-lipped mm-hmm. when it comes to trades and everything like that. But it's interesting to me that really outside of possibly re-signing Holland to a minor league deal, I haven't heard any rumblings at all about Rockies trades. The I only mean, it would be being, nice just to... I mean, at this point, you trade trade a Hilliard or a Patterson or a Dahl or a Tapia... If you, I mean, this is our chance, kind of. We are in the NL West. Yeah, we're, we're in it. We're a game bad. Two games, game. Yeah. Yeah. And if that if that means we lose a doll or top, I mean, it's going to be hard for for a right. rental relief pitcher. I don't know about that, but uh, it's worth a shot. This, uh, this year, uh, yeah, I was right on the reverse splits because he has a. 702 fit versus lefties and a 329 fit versus righties. That's strange. That's a That's large strange. gap. That is a large gap. So on the Wade Davis went any... multiple innings front, just while I'm thinking about it, I, I looked it up the other day, and you know Wade went multiple innings uh, against Houston when Houston scored all. Oh, the that went badly. Yeah. Um, so he went. That was the only time this year that Wade Davis has gone more than one inning, and he went one and a third, uh, and obviously gave up five earned runs in that. And then an interesting thing on that um, is the last time that Wade Davis went more than one inning was his last appearance with the Cubs, and he gave up like four runs in that appearance. So there were, and I remember a lot of Cubs fans saying that Wade did not look good going beyond one inning all year long. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, there's there's definitely um, an argument to be made that Wade Davis needs to pitch 1.0 innings. In- uh, so I last mean, year, his last regular season appearance for the Cubs, um, last year, come on, babe, for all reference. That's all reference is so odd sometimes. It was uh, so the last today. It was sad. The last nice. time, oh. the last time he went more than an inning wasn't 
it wasn't his last regular season appearance with the Cubs, but it was near the end of the season, September 23rd. And he went one and a third uh, and gave up three runs. However, before that, he did have a couple of appearances that were longer than an inning where he didn't give up any. So he did he did it a couple times last year, but he also had a couple times where he went out and gave up. Razi we could we could turn to Yancey, who's, I mean, if we have to go extras, today, and it's interesting his his caper not he's only pitched six point one innings, so it's interesting that his caper nine and his walks per nine are both the same because he's only pitched six point one innings. <laughs> six point one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, small sample size stuff. So I guess we'll see if we do anything tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't be personally surprised if we don't. Like I'll. I would don't think we will necessarily be happy if we don't. I won't be surprised if we don't. Patrick Saunders stated yesterday, I think it was, he does not expect them to make a move, but he wouldn't be surprised if they did. So he kind of hedged his bets, like he always does. But yeah, um, he never. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. on Shapiro's podcast from Saturday, I think it was maybe Friday, he said he knew that the Rockies were scouting left-handed bullpen arms. He didn't say there was going to be a move made like he did with O, but he did say they were scouting them. Seeing what's out there. So, it doesn't yeah, I guess we'll seem, see. you know, like the Rockies will make moves, but they don't seem to make them at the deadline at like midnight, you know? Right. Well, and let's not forget, there's still the waiver trade deadline. It's This isn't the end True. of the road. Um, Nothing really matters It's the end anymore. of the likely road, because uh, I can't remember the last time we made a waiver trade deadline deal. If ever, but there definitely can be guys had on that. I mean, Justin Verlander last year was a waiver trade, mm-hmm. uh, right. waiver deadline deal. So, and so I guess we'll we, see what happens with. Uh, and then we have what do we have a three game series here against St. Louis? Four. Well, it's four. It's four. This is the first of four. Yeah, it looks like we're yeah. never going to bed tonight. And I know the Rockies are. Um, this is game four then of a seventeen game stretch. I think that they don't have any off days. So right. did we have two days off the other? Yeah, we had two week days off last week, which was not favorable so in my weird. opinion. Yeah, it was really strange. I mean, maybe maybe they were trying to make up like a rainout or something. You did, have, like, do we have any rainouts? I don't think we have a rainout to make No, up. but like if you have two days off in a certain week, you can uh, maybe make a rainout earlier. I didn't like it. I'm just finding some way to explain this stupid thing of two days off in a week. Yeah, it's just bad scheduling is really all it was. So we have four... Bring back the couple. Yeah, we have four at St. Louis, then three at Milwaukee, then three at home against Pittsburgh, uh, four at home against Pittsburgh's been doing well LA, out of nowhere. And then a day off, and then two a gamer against Houston. Did we, did we talk about Machado yet? Uh, we slacked about it. Yeah, I don't so, think we've talked too much about Machado. So because, I mean, a lot of people are saying that the uh, lack of Corey Seager this year is made up for with Machado. So the Dodgers are really the same team. I mean, I think I told you guys I wasn't too concerned about it because I never thought we were better than the Dodgers. So it wasn't like it was mm. a, a big move. But now with Justin Turner out and him having some injury issues... Their starting rotation outside. Well, and of, a lot of sophomore slumps. Yeah, and their rotation has struggled to stay healthy. Um, you know, Rich Hill always hit or miss whether he's going to pitch a third of an inning because of a blister or he's going to go seven. But I guess I do feel like we're closer yeah. to L.A. than I initially thought, but 
we we got just, super lucky that it's only been Bettis. Yeah, and you know, it sounds like Bettis might go to the bullpen after he returns, which lengthens our bullpen out really? again. It's hard to see Bettis out of the bullpen. I mean, I know Remember, it makes he sense, came up as a bullpen pitcher and he was atrocious. It just doesn't make sense to me. I honestly, for, for me, every Bettis start is like one terrible innings. And then, like, five that are, like, halfway decent enough that as we can claw our way out of. Wouldn't you rather have Sensatella in the bullpen and Bettis starting? Yep. Yep. And Unless we're really hedging our bets that each time these starters are going, they're going to go six innings. I mean, even then, Bettis struggles in the first inning. Do you want him in the bullpen? That's, he's That's why I had Shaw in the first inning. Hashtag the opener. Hashtag the opener. Yeah, it's amazing to me that we have a positive run differential in the first inning because we allow so many first inning runs. It's unbelievable. Marcus we, finally didn't allow a first inning run last start. And then he goes seven and a third. No coincidence. It's so. it's been it's been a strange ride this year. And oh. we're gonna see what happens Intentional here. Walk to, uh, Matt Intentionally Carter. watching Mark. That's that's smart. Well, of course, so. yeah. So what, yeah, are you guys expe- what are you guys' expectations for this four-gamer against the Cardinals? Split. We don't play well against bad teams. Not that they're bad teams, but they are underperforming. Well, we don't, we don't play well against the Cardinals, and we really don't play well at the Cardinals. That's but we did hit our first Grand Slam in St. Louis ever. 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 So Thanks to a five-strikeout walk. Right. And... God, that stressed me out. Thank uh, you, Cargo Carlos. just made a nice catch. <laughs> and right, I, all right. I mean, I would, I would say the same thing. Uh, I say three to one, and I say we, we, I thought we would win tonight, and so since I thought that before, I'm just going to stick with it. I think we win the John Gray night, we win the Kyle Freeland night, and we lose the Sensatella versus Mikolas, Michaelos, whatever his name is, Miles. Yeah. So I think we go three and one this series. The- and I, I thought that going into today, so I'm just going to stick with it since it's a tie ball game in the tenth now. I I was happy to see that we got four runs today, because I I was sure it was going to be like a course hangover. It's a little unfortunate that all four of those runs have come on one and single bat. Do you remember the time we got that guy to third base? <laughs> we, we we did have we had we had runners at first guy, and third at one point. Other so we'll see. I yeah I I still I just positive think thoughts, well. man. I don't think we play well there, so I would say a 2-2 split. But if we could get, take three or four from them, I would be ecstatic. I mean, we're still the hottest team in baseball. Let's not forget that. We yeah, are the hottest yes. team in baseball. And exactly. we just got a little hotter because Matt win. Holiday's back. So Who touched home plate? Matt Holiday's because he touched home plate and because he's still, like, <laughs> the ideal man. He's like a lumberjack without a beard. <laughs> yeah, clean-shaven lumberjack. <laughs> Malady the clean shaven lumberjack. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna. Um, I th- I think we've discussed almost everything. The pitching's good somehow. The batting isn't so bad. Uh, we have three catchers. Still, Cargo's in Fuego. Cargo's in Fuego. Paras. Um, you know, like I think. I, I want to see how the season in full turns out, but I do have some apologizing to do if it does turn out this way because Para hasn't been bad and Cargo hasn't been bad and Desmond learned how to not hit the ball on the ground. He might even have a positive uh, launch angle now. He does. 
Because I saw a tweet. I saw I saw a tweet last week that Eric Hosmer is the only uh, qualified hitter with a negative launch angle. Uh, you know, everything could be a lot worse. You could be a Padres fan. And I made so much fun of that Hosmer deal when he signed it, and, and not just me. I mean, a lot of people did, but yeah. just saying there was absolutely no way he was ever going to live up to even remotely that deal, and he has not. He has. It's kind of funny to watch to everybody's expectations. Yeah. It's, I don't really like Hosmer, so I haven't really minded watching him. He's thought a lot about himself. Yeah. So. Um, the, the last update of the launch angle in 2018 is, says negative 0.5. Can't be right. Well, he's, a, he's, co- he's a qualified hitter, so I don't know. Maybe that tweet was wrong. I mean, Did tweets you? are always factual. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously. I don't, Fake news. Did you guys see that tweet? Uh, the Rockies official Twitter account sent to Jeff Paston after he dogged our pitching, and then he came back and said, "Well, after I got called out by the Rockies, I guess I'll say they were pretty good this month." <laughs> there you go. Well, he's acknowledged it. So, should yeah. we go watch some uh, extra innings? We're we're gonna yeah, watch we're, some extra innings. Desmond's gonna hit a home run right here to raise his, <laughs> and it's gonna be like a about you know a launch angle of sixty, and he'll finally get yeah. over to, to zero. That'll do it. <laughs> Wait, one right. note though. To get to ninety wins, Two we got to go thirty-three and twenty-five from here on out, which is not unobtainable. That's completely one hundred percent doable. Thirty-three and twenty-five though. from today. We were yeah. really bad in June. Yeah. Hundred, yeah, hundred percent doable. Thirty-three and twenty-five is a hundred percent doable. So if we keep that, up the space, we could do better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, twenty-fifth year. It's about time when this division yeah seems like it now's the time about time all right well let's uh let's take this let's win this extra innings baseball game what do you think i'm winning it we're gonna win it you're <laughs> winning it I'm john's winning. gonna go up in a tony walters mask and pinch hit right now uh i did make a sweet diving grab at second base yesterday in softball so i just like to uh, throw that out there that i could did you have diamond. to dive or did you like elegantly fall I thought I was going to get run over by the outfielder because I was, I was playing second. <laughs> I was running backwards, and I thought the outfielder was going to nail me, so I caught it and then fell to the ground, <laughs> expecting to get laid out. So it was like diving. With I'm doing your quotes right now. Yes, but I made the catch. <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you see a word in podcasting that says, like, I'm doing air quotes right now. Because, <laughs> I mean, we could all see each Thank other. Thank you. But- Alright. Go Rocks. Let's go Nolan. Alright. Talk to you guys soon. Alright, bye.